The final season of Power Book 2, Ghost, begins. And for Tariq St. Patrick, it's the moment of truth. In the wake of being betrayed, pushed out of the drug game, and almost killed, Tariq is out for revenge. Will he prove to be like his father and do whatever is to be done to protect his family and his future? Or is he his own man? Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears. Real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR. 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. Thanksgiving, Christmas, yes. New Year's Eve. Oh, we ain't got there yet, huh? Mm-mm. We're oh. not there yet. Oh, see, that's what your gift for having things in the car that you're not supposed to have. <laughs> 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 oh, hello, Kendo and Tribble. That is the um, that is our wonderful cameraman and our beautiful uh, producer, Tribble and Kendall. We're going to speak to them. Hello to all the flamettes and loungeettes and firecrackers, y'all. Come on in, come on in, and come on in. We got some subjects. Nicholas, unfortunately, unfortunately, Nicholas is not here today, but he will be return next week. Y'all know that the travel ban is crazy, and Nicholas is in Little Rock, Arkansas. It used to be a direct flight, but since the whole pandemic, there is eight flights to get to California. So oh, really? He has to change like twice at least. Oh, no, I hate yeah. lay- layovers. Yeah. I don't like layovers either. I don't like layovers and I don't like to wait for what I want. When I want it, I want it. That means <laughs> give it to mama or daddy, however I'm feeling on that moment because you know I will switch up on you. <laughs> but we're going to have a great time today. We're going to have a good conversation. And Nick will be joining us here live in a second. I think he's here already. Is he here? All right. I think my headphone had the COVID. Have Have you been traveling, dear? I I stayed fairly local, and um, 
it was one of those things where I was afraid to do anything that might go against what had been advised. Yeah, the numbers are spiking. They they advise people not to travel, but eight million people traveled this Thanksgiving. Yeah, eight million people when they told. I'm telling you, I said this on the first laugh and learn. People just do not want to be told what to do. And you know, Flame, I think it's a couple of things. I think you and I touched on this earlier, um, and I know Lauren has seen some of the same things. We're seeing so many of our elected leaders tell us not to travel. And then we'll see media catch video of them going through an airport, you know, traveling to go see their loved ones. And we just saw Governor Newsom do something similar Mm -hmm. with leaders from different health communities uh, and uh, medical groups having a dinner at, for anyone who does not know, uh, you know, French Laundry is easily one of the best restaurants in California, Northern California, right there in Napa County. And uh, he's sitting there, no mask. They're all in a group larger than four people who don't live in his home. So I I think that it belies the urgency that they want us to feel. I think there are those of us who genuinely believe COVID is real. My mother believes COVID is real, will not let me come to the house. Um, My mother's also one of those groups that is higher at risk, older, um, heavier, you know, and and so it's those kind of things that put her in a higher risk category, right? Miss Rosetta, he didn't call you fat. No, he did not publicly. He didn't say you was a big girl. Miss Rosetta, I know you. You can slap your you can slap your son. I I'll, I'll back you up, Miss Rosetta. No, it's just that you know my my my, my, my mother's a, a bigger girl, and and so she's she's you know aware of 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 that. Um, um, so how do I get back? So uh, exactly because you know you put your foot. In, you know she's gonna cuss you the fuck out. You know you know she's gonna cuss you out. And you know, Miss Rosetta is one of those who has clicked, liked, and subscribed the podcast on either Apple or wherever you hear, wherever you get your podcast. So she is one of those who has subscribed to Laugh and Learn. So she's going to hear this before I get a chance to clear this up. And, Triple hell. And is it and is it a, and, and a group? You know, it started off that mm-hmm. it was the elderly. Then it was this group. So many people are there. Everybody seems to be catching. And so many people are dying. There is no group. They just keep pushing the narrative that black and brown because they, now they want us to be first to take the 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 the, the, the vaccine. Which I ain't taking. taking. Understand me when I tell you publicly, I ain't taking shit. I don't want it. So, so much misinformation. What do we do? You know, and and I feel like, like you said, people don't want to be told what to do. That's the Yet truth. We see these numbers climbing, um, and you know, it's just some schools are going back. You know, New York literally just reversed last week. The big news was, uh, you know, that uh, uh, that the mayor had said, "Hey, Bill De Blasio had said, hey, our numbers have reached that threshold that health." officials tell us is dangerous. We need to recalibrate the way we've been thinking and pull kids out of school. That sent parents in a flux because there are a lot of parents who cannot afford to work from home or don't have the ability to work from home. So they are making arrangements now to send their kids back to school. Now, come Monday, he says, guess what? We're not going to do that. We're actually going to uh, have them come back to school. We're not going to have them stay home. It's been back and forth, and it's that inconsistency that's thrown so many parents for a loop. Uh, Also, Rob DeSantis in Florida did the same thing. He opened up schools. And understand me, as a parent, I understand your plight. I'm sick of my kids. Hear me when I tell you, I'm sick of my children. Nine months at home with me. They're sick of me. Seriously, this is real talk as a parent. But I'm not so sick of them that I'm going to put them in harm's way to where I'm going to watch them be physically sick on my watch. The object that I was raised on for my grandmother is that you are your children will bury you. You do not bury your children. I don't want to bury my children. I don't have the mental capacity or the strength or it's not in my DNA to bury my children. We survive where we have to survive, but this is a choice to me. And the choice is I'm sick of my kids. They're sick of me, but I'm not sending them to school because I don't know what will happen. They'll stay at home with me, get on my damn nerves. I'll get on their damn nerves. But guess what? On the end of this, we'll be able to get along with each other. DeSantis has never meant Florida to me any good. Ever since they robbed um, Gilliam from that governorship in, in Florida— DeSantis has been on a mission to destroy Florida, if you ask me. I don't live in Florida. I couldn't live in Florida. Y'all got too many Manny Petties. If you don't know what a Manny Petty is, join me on Love Lounge tonight. I'll explain <laughs> it to you. It is definitely not a hand and a foot job. It is a hand and a foot job, but not that kind. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, DeSantis, it will be interesting to see um, uh, how he continues as governor, uh, particularly since the administration has changed in D.C., and I think that a lot of his policies have been uh, in in place to reflect his, uh, you know, camaraderie with
with President Trump. So we'll see what happens now as the administration changes. I don't care what my governor says, what my president says, what my school administration says. I don't care if the truant officers come to my house. The choice is my. Let me tell you how bomb I am with my choice with my children right now. And I know some, I'm going to get some backlash for this from some people. I have even given my children an option of you don't even have to do Zoom schooling every day. To mm-hmm. me, sitting there watching them, listening to some of these. First of all, let's start about how dumb some of these real teachers are. Some of these teachers tenure has saved their ass because some of them dumb as hell. That's one thing. Secondly, it's too much on the children. My children will turn on the Zoom and log into class and then go watching TV or playing their video games and it's not working. And they're frustrated. So I We will continue this. Absolutely. We'll continue this conversation when I'm there because I literally just had a conversation with a few academics who talked about specifically how they don't know what to do even with their own administrators that as long as that child clicked in that's counted as an as attendance mm-hmm. so they don't care if the kid is sitting or not many of these educators themselves have not been taught the tools for homeschooling mm-hmm. and what they're talking about is uh creative distance learning and they're like there's only so much they can do uh, it is not the same as you writing on the board and then lauren coming in and correcting your answer or helping you work through a math problem Uh, We cannot, even as adults, think that children are learning at the same way we did in this new environment, and it definitely deserves further discussion. Okay, well, next week, I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to see you on December the 7th right here in this seat. Bye. Bye, Nick. (laughs) Y'all say bye to Nick. Bye, Nick. So Nicholas brought up the whole um, administration, Lauren Hogan, Mm -hmm. and let's talk about this new administration because the new administration, women, Yes, have women. Have taken over. Yes. So I'm going to let her. I'm going to let her. I think she's a biological woman. I ain't never seen her neck because, you know, <laughs> some of us can fool y'all. Oh, <laughs> I'm not one of them. <laughs> but the new administration is the new communication communications administration for Joe Biden is all female. It's all women. And it's causing an uproar. I was watching um, MSNBC this morning and some Republicans are really pissed off about it. Because I guess there's one woman in particular that's made some negative comments towards some Republicans, and they are not happy about this. Oh, they mad because this woman made a few negative public comments, but Trump can say what the fuck he want to say. Oh, there's always a double standard. Oh, always. Okay. Always. We know that. That's just mm. how society is. Well, that's who, I know that Jennifer Psaki is the new um, the White House press, press secretary. secretary, so she's taking over Steve Spicer and... Um, Kaylee's job. Can, I, hope yeah. that, I hope she can lie like they can because they ass is both Listen, liars. She's she is a loyalist. Is that what Trump wants his people to be? She is Kaylee McEnany is was definitely that for him. So mm, I think she got that job not just because of her lying skills. I well, think she got it for her laying skills. <laughs> I see it with the hell I see it. Well, you're not the only one that feels that um, way. Um, who too, else so. we have? We got black. We got Simone, right? Simone made it, right? I believe she's gonna have a senior um, advisor position. I don't know the exact title of it, but she was always going to be you know one of biden's top advisors the so I'm, women, I'm happy for her the definitely. women let me tell you something about the women of 2020 2020 has not been all bad women have got their place and have taken over mm-hmm. even baby look stacy abrams yeah stacy abrams let's talk about it her. must be something about those hbc i see i should have went Ooh. to a hbcu i should have just went to a college you not just uh, yes can I go? Because you graduated from Spelman with I Stacey sure did. Not with her. Not with her, but yes, I attended Spelman as That's well. That's all female, right? Yes. Could I go? <laughs> <laughs> well, you may be able to now. You know, they're changing some policies, you know, and you know, there's this, there was this whole uproar, I think, about two years ago about admitting trans women, and they said yes, so things are changing over there. Let me tell you something. If I was in Spelman, ladies, and I had to go to the bathroom in a hurry, I ain't going to take the time to pull my pants. I'm going to stand out over the toilet. You're going to see my feet facing <laughs> that way and not that way. So you'll know, oh, he in here. <laughs> I'm talking about me for you tradies getting an uproar. Good God. Well, I think there's also a misconception about Spelman because it's all women. That's all you see all the time. And that could be the furthest thing from the truth because Morehouse is right there. Clark Atlanta University is right there. And together, we encompass the Atlanta University Center. So I think maybe my freshman year, first semester was the only time I never had a male in my class. Did you have male teachers at Spelman? I did. Most of I was an economics major and pretty much all of my teachers except for two we're men. Mm. Um, so Stacey Abrams graduated 95. You graduated in when? <laughs> Do you want me to really tell the year? Yes. Okay, I graduated in 2017. Y'all know Lauren is young. I'm young, Lauren yes. Lauren is young. I graduated You think in I want somebody old working with me? I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, baby, I just got everybody's age in the room. I'm the oldest bitch in the room. <laughs> Double. Shit. 
I um, think that uh, Stacey Abrams is going to be great. Uh, and you guys have to remember that this runoff is coming. Uh, Osof and Warnock. Yes. You really have to get out yes. there and you really have to make sure that you're, that you're registered and that everything, your ducks are all lined up in a row, the I's and dotted and the T's across because they're running every scam that they can yeah. to make sure that they can hold on to that Senate seat. We have to take at least 50-50 with that Senate because yeah. um, Mitch McConnell is not going to play with us at all. Oh, no. And more importantly, I think that, you know, especially my millennials, I will say this. I think that they're probably disengaging a little bit from when the presidential election was because yeah. people don't understand how valuable the Senate is and how important it is, really. So I think that she, I think Stacey is really trying to, like, galvanize, you know, my age group, I would say, or my age demographic to say, please still come out and vote. It's important because it's like, oh, we got Joe Biden as a president. We're fine. And it's like, no, we're not. The House of Representatives, you know, Congress, the Senate, it's all very, very important. You know, we, we got to make sure that there's at least that 50-50 split. Yes, because uh, vice presidential candidate Kamala Harris is losing her seat as the Senate, right? Yes, she is. She got another job. But that's in California. I'm less worried about that, to be honest. I just don't want Mitch McConnell to have this much power because all the damage that he did to President Obama with all the stopping and holding back and the this and the, these earrings are getting on my damn nerves. But more importantly, let's talk about all of the courts that he lined with all of these lifetime appointments. With all of these life, starting with Ruth Bader, again, not not Ruth Bader. What's the new lady's name? Amy Coney Barrett. Amy Coney Barrett with the little African adopted children. I'm going to give me some foster kids. Fuck what you heard. I'm going to give me some. Do you know them checks is <laughs> unbelievable? Good. Them checks is like I heart checks. My yeah. God. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's that's the Supreme Court. But he literally went in and just lined up more of the the local level courts with these lifetime appointments to you know keep black and brown folks behind bars that's partially our fault because we only want to vote on that level of presidency we have to vote in steps in order to yeah at the have local level control. yeah we have to do that i'm telling y'all black and brown people y'all got to register to vote and we got to vote land it up it's got to go in steps we can't just vote for the presidency and biden is not going to make no drastic changes biden is only going to be allowed to do what mitch mcconnell because it's going to be a fight always always if we don't get control of that or get at least 50-50 split with the Senate. And I'm curious to see how that's going to work. Because if it's 50-50, do you not have a majority leader? Do you not have a minority leader? Like, how does that work? It's what, just Kamala Harris's... She would obviously have to probably break all of these ties if everything's even. But what are the, you know, set appointments? What, are that, what does that look like with a evenly split senate i don't know but I'll as long curious. as i know kamala, kamala harris is breaking the tie i'm all in boo because kamala's gonna roll i'm rolling with you kamala girl come call me call me kamala girl call, call me because you know i'm team kamala i was never i was not for presidency but i'm team kamala because i knew she she got the chops and she ready yeah no i agree with that i was never team kamala as a, a president but i remember saying a year ago i could really see her in this vice president role well honey so i'm here? very very excited for her to see what she's you must doing. have spoken to, you must right have i spoke into could you existence. speak to me being a millionaire into existence you please. will be a millionaire oh i am speaking God. that into existence Ooh, let me, positive let me, vibes and energy let me rub my fingers through my hair this is envy hair y'all see, see my hair y'all see my hair don't it look ragged don't i look like i was one of those hillbillies i like it though. <laughs> you have to put the microphone on your head so um we were also going to talk about um that we are going to have Stacey Abrams as a guest on the show here. Charlamagne yeah. set it up. So if you haven't listened to my Breakfast Club yeah. interview, it's up on audio, but I don't know if the video is up. But Charlamagne publicly said that he was going to give me Stacey Abrams. And I'm excited about that because before she lost the governorship, I didn't even know who she was. I, I would agree with that, too. I wasn't as informed, I would say, about Stacey as I am now. And especially, too, she has, you know, fair fight and fair count. There's two different, you know, kind of one deals with the uh, census. The other one deals with, you know, getting people out to vote. And actually, one of my best friends works for fair count so i can say i've gotten a little more information about what she's doing behind the scenes and i'm i'm very big ups to her i would say with all that she's doing for and stacy know people you know she, yeah, pick, she does she can pick up the phone and call oprah at any given moment stacy was on blackish let's talk about it was she on black she was on blackish oh, y'all finna hate me for this i have never you've never watched blackish not one full episode not ever. oh mm -mm. i know i know cancel flame Monroe. i've never not watched not cancel you but you you're gonna have to go watch blackish because I, you know what i tried to watch it maybe an older episode and i just i don't know i think i it's was distracted I, no I'm, I'm, i don't discredit that i love i love anthony anderson yeah. i love jennifer lewis tracy ellis ross but i just never took the time to watch it you, you 
Blackish is a really great show. It's organic. It's really just it's authentic. You know what I mean? It's relatable. Just being coming from a black family, you're like, yep, that happened to me. You you can just relate to the scenes of the scripted series. You okay, just can. So I'm gonna have to watch it and see if they you can will. put me on. I could be like a school teacher or something. Yeah, it could be a teachable moment. Exactly. Laugh and learn with flame on blackish. Yeah. Ooh. But tran- let's get back to tranny ish. Tranny ish. But let's get back to Stacey. Yes. Stacey, um, when we get her on here, because when I when I heard about who she was and I saw her and, you know, everybody, everything is so optics nowadays. Everything yeah. is optics. Oh, she don't look like what we think a powerful black woman should. Well, what does mm-hmm. a powerful black woman? Mm-hmm. Oprah broke that ceiling back in the 80s with, mm-hmm. uh, when, when she started on AM Chicago. See, mm-hmm. Because before she had the Oprah Winfrey show, I was from Chicago. She had AM Chicago where she had the little short curly hair. Mm-hmm. She was a heavy set black woman, always wore her jacket or sweaters. I don't know why big girls always do that. What you trying to have? You cannot have fat that's been there for a long time. Let me let me just let me just go to a joke on this, y'all. <laughs> when you already big, putting the sweater on ain't gonna hide the big. It's just gonna make you look bigger. If you don't believe me, watch the Soul Train Awards last night, cause Tisha Campbell, <gasps> girl, you need to knock it off. And I love me some Tisha Campbell. <laughs> but that pet leather and them first sleeve, sister. Girl, if I could have came through that TV, I was coming mm. like Martin. <laughs> mm. Mm. But she was so, when she speaks her diction, and she has a uh, encompassing bring you in, uh, not even like an auntie, like Auntie Maxie Waters. Yeah. Stacey Abrams is smart, brilliant yeah. smart. Like, you wouldn't, the way she looks, because of how, how we think of optics, you wouldn't think that this much information and this much smart comes out of her. But when that lady gets to speaking, it is amazing. I'm telling you, I was floored. I was like, okay, Stacey Abrams. I mean, for the simple fact that she was able to register 800,000 voters in Georgia and turn Georgia blue, I think that speaks to her level of intelligence. Mm. Just a little bit. Just a little bit, you know. Georgia, we're going to need y'all one more time to come on out because you know how we do as black people. We, I already did yeah, that. I ain't doing it again. Exactly. We need you to do it again. I'm telling you, the That's importance important. of us getting half of this Senate. So we have control because, you know, Mitch McConnell is out for blood. Mm-hmm. And they say he racist. He don't like black people. But I ain't going to have to believe that in a minute because that fool hands is damn near black. Have you seen his hands? <laughs> yeah, his hands is black, so I don't know if he got a little black in him or a little black on him. Online. They were like, what's wrong with Mitch McConnell? Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell God didn't punish you. That guy about to turn you black, nigga. I'm just saying, you about to be a brother. You ain't going to be Mitch. You're going to be Michael and them. <laughs> Tell them to call me. I ain't goodness, scared of him. Goodness. Oh, my God. We live in some strange times, ladies and gentlemen. We are living in some very strange yeah, times. Are. Tomorrow is December the 1st, and mm-hmm. December the 1st is World AIDS Day. Yes, it is. And I know that everyone thinks that the coronavirus is the most important pandemic. And it is. It is very challenging right now. But we have been in an AIDS crisis pandemic since, what, 81? Yeah, really. Seriously. And it's still here because it's not spoken about and because they have found medication to keep people living longer and healthier and woo-woo-woo. It is still very prevalent, still Mm -hmm. very here, still still killing folks left and right. And Lauren Hogan is a, what do you work? You work in communications at AHF. I do. AHF. I'm a communications manager. AHF is AIDS Healthcare Foundation. This yes. is how I met Lauren, through AIDS yes. Healthcare Foundation. So tomorrow is World AIDS Day. And I think that Lauren should really come at y'all right now <laughs> and explain to y'all the importance of knowing your status, getting mm-hmm. tested, protecting yourself, or however you do. Because yeah. I, I ain't going to tell y'all how I do this. <laughs> Yeah, so tomorrow's World AIDS Day, and it's really a time for us to reflect and just honor those that have, you know, passed away from the virus or even those that are suffering from the, you know, the virus and just understanding how prevalent it still is to this day. You know, 700,000 people died last year, according to the CDC, from HIV and AIDS. So it's important to know your status. And, you know, there's a lot of stigma associated, especially in our communities of color, which shouldn't be the case. We need to destigmatize and just understand health is wealth and knowledge is power. You know, educate yourselves. There's nothing wrong with it. Go out and get tested. You can go to freehivtest.net to find a local, you know, resource that's near you so that way you can go out and get tested. And more importantly, just know your status. You know, there is nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with educating yourselves. So World AIDS Day, reflect if you know somebody that's, you know, that you've lost to the disease. Honor them by going out and getting tested is really what I have to say. Mm, so that's a good that's a good point. Yeah. Honor them by going out and getting tested, you know, and just because you may test positive, it's not a death sentence. You know, medicine has come a long way. 
and there's ways it's treatable now. It's not a death sentence. So just get out and know your status. And you get your results back immediately now, like yeah, quickly. Because in 92, Lauren, I took my first HIV test mm-hmm. in 92. Mm-hmm. And I had to wait like two weeks. When I really? tell you I was a nervous bitch, I was biting nails, wood, uh, everything. I was terrified because, you know, and, yeah. and it, that, it came back negative. Thank mm-hmm. God for Jesus. Right. But that was the first time I ever got, and that was, it was so new. Because mm-hmm. when we heard about AIDS, we heard that it was a white man's disease. A you gay only, white man's a disease. A gay white man's yeah. disease. And you can only catch it if you frequent bookstores. Now, I ain't mm-hmm. never been a bookstore, bitch. I ain't got caught in a couple of alleys. Let me just be real. But I've never been a bookstore queen. Mm-hmm. But then... So many of my black trans sisters and gay men that I knew, black gay men, started dying from AIDS mm-hmm. and getting sick and dying in like two weeks and three yeah. weeks. I remember going to five funerals in a week back mm-hmm. in 89. Mm. So this was like, oh, my God. So it, it just scared the hell out of all of us because we yeah. knew that it was not a gay white man's disease. Yeah. And what AHF is good about, they have so many programs that help so many people. Yes. People just think that they only help gay men, but they really do no. have women and children mm-hmm. and everybody and homeless. And if we're going to talk about it, HIV and AIDS actually affects black women the most today. Isn't that something? That is something. Isn't that something? That is something. It went from being a gay white men's disease to affecting black women. Well, here's the, here's the hypocrisy of that. And I'm going to tell y'all a story. Let me tell y'all a story, y'all. So in uh, <laughs> 91, <laughs> I went to prison. I went to prison in 91 to a men's penitentiary. Mm, I did. I told that story before, so it's the truth. Y'all know it's ain't lying. And I was only in there for 48 days. I was supposed to do a year, but baby, they didn't have a place for me. I incited three riots. I, I was young, mm. six, red hair. I was a monster. I was a nightmare. I was a damn piece. They kicked me out. But what I saw in those 48 days while I was in there was so much sex happening. So I would see women come to visit their husbands or boyfriends in prison because my family and friends would come and visit me. So I'm in the room watching and they kissing. And, you know, back then this was 90s. You could hug. You could actually touch or what mm-hmm. have you. And then they would, the women would get the men all worked up mm-hmm. and they would have to come back to the dorms where we were. And there were no women there. So they wanted affection. They were already charged up. And, you know, when the little head get charged up, it charge up the big head. And then the big head don't think because the little head takes control. Mm-hmm. And so I said back in 91, why don't you guys pass out condoms in jail? Because it's not like. And so the warden told me when he told me he's kicking me out, I said, why are y'all not passing out condoms? They are having sex. He said that it promotes sex. I'm like, well, they fucking anyway. Exactly. So, but and here was the here was the hypocrisy. So the men in there were messing around with other men, and they would always say while they were in prison, "I'm in a situation. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this because this is what I have to." But on the outside world, I wouldn't do this. I got a wife. Exactly. I got a family. I got kids. Mm-hmm. But you don't think about that when you're in that moment. And then you take that home to your wife and your children or your girlfriend. So it just kept. And there's a transmission. It is. And it just mm-hmm. kept spreading. And I'm telling you, and I asked, why are y'all not passing out condoms? But yeah. we were ingenious. You know, they would use the gloves, the rubber gloves, and put a band, a, a rubber band on the tip. Mm-hmm. It didn't keep, it, it didn't, <laughs> the penis didn't work after about like two minutes. I'm just saying. But it was, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But I, if I went to jail now, you know, they have a whole wing of trans girls. Yeah. But when I was, I was fortunate enough to go at that time and never get in trouble again because yeah. I wouldn't even want to go to jail now. Mm-hmm. But COVID, I mean, HIV, oh yeah. my God. But to your point, though, understanding the need for having access to care in these prisons, you know, AHF <clears throat> is located in 46 countries globally, 16 states domestically, including uh, D.C. and also in Puerto Rico. But I actually have the opportunity to go to our clinic that we have in Haiti. Mm. And it is... Uh, it's quite an experience. You know, I'm not an emotional person, I would say, by any standards, but I cried the day that I went because we actually have a clinic inside one of the prisons in Haiti. And Haiti, they have a different rule that's, than what's here in the United States, whereas, you know, you're innocent until proven guilty. Well, there, you're guilty until proven innocent. Mm. So there's people in this jail that are very well innocent, but they're, you know, going to end up serving life before they get if they if there's nothing there to prove that they were innocent that you're serving a sentence bottom line and in most of these cells are supposed to be eight to ten people there there's 80 people to a cell so walking 80 80 people to a cell so walking in i saw arms and legs sticking out of these you know just prison cells and you look up and you just see all these different limbs it was the most depressing thing i've ever experienced 
80 men in a cell? 80 men. I wouldn't get no sleep. My God. I wouldn't get no sleep. Oh, my God. The me, conversation shifted. <laughs> let me fix my hair. <laughs> but, in, but I'm saying all that to say, though, you know, when you go in and you're getting processed, because we have a clinic there, we're able to offer HIV tests. And it's not required. You don't have to get a test. But 90% of the population, they want to get tested. You know what hurt me the most? I um, had a girlfriend. She died from years ago. She had a baby. She mm-hmm. was, and the, I went to visit her and the baby in the hospital. She died. The baby was born HIV positive too. But mm-hmm. what they did was they gave the baby medication. So the baby is fine now. Mm-hmm. But the baby was in the ward with so many other babies, all HIV positive. If you have never seen that or experienced that firsthand, that will shake you. That shook me to the bone. I'm not a crybaby either. Mm-hmm. I, I, my, my emotion is like, child. I don't right, care. exactly. But when I saw these innocent babies. and um, you, Oh, it's a humbling experience, oh, to say the least. Ooh, I don't know if I cried, but I'm telling you, something yeah. in my DNA broke. Yeah. It cracked. It, like, wow. it makes you thankful, one, that you have your health, but also, two, that you're not having to deal with all these unfortunate circumstances of <sighs> life. And I'm it such, makes you so grateful. I'm such a whore. Good God. <laughs> when I was young, I was such a thought, y'all. I'm not going to even lie. It much, ain't much changed. I just got older. But <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is scary. So we're going to remember World AIDS. And I know people yes. let off the red balloons and woo-woo-woo. Yeah. And I just want to personally thank Michael Weinstein and yes. everybody at AHF because Michael Weinstein is the CEO of AIDS Healthcare Foundation. The visionary of AHF, And yes. he has done so much, even now with the homeless, because aren't they doing something with the homeless We do. Now? We have another sector now called the Healthy Housing Foundation and our CEO literally said there is a homeless epidemic going on especially in California Los Angeles we've got to do something he started buying up buildings old hotels you know we've got I believe 10 units now and we're just housing the unhoused we're providing affordable housing to people to get them off the streets you know Ask him, just, he bought the new house that I'm renting. I just pay him like a <laughs> Mark, he loves me anyway. Michael Weinstein, if you're watching, I love you. I always wanted to be a Jewish woman named Joan <laughs> Goldman. I want to change my name to Joan Goldman. That's what you are in your neighborhood now, right? I am. My name yes. is Joan Everybody thinks I'm a Jewish woman. My, I don't know what the new white folks are going to think because you know I'm moving to another white neighborhood. I don't know what they're going to think. <laughs> but wait till they get a load of me. I would be like the Joker. Wait till they get a load. No. They, they, let me tell you how I got this house. Oh, my God. I'm telling y'all some secrets y'all ain't supposed to know. You know the climate that we live in. You know the racism that we live mm-hmm. in. They, they passed on me on this house about two months ago. They said I that I couldn't show my monetary status on paper. But they came back to me last Thursday because I don't know what happened. I didn't even ask. Well, she came back. Karma. Well, whatever the case may be. So when I went <laughs> to look at the house on Saturday and took her the money and the deposit and everything, I hit her with a double white. Not a double wide. I hit her with a double white. I took my white ba- babysitter and I took my white real estate agent because I hit a white ass with a double white. Because, you know, when white folks see you with other white folks. They feel better. They feel like, oh, you you know somebody. Oh, you're yeah. okay. But if you take two of them, oh, they don't know how to handle it. Oh, mm-hmm. she couldn't hate to break to give me that lease. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I hope she's not watching this. I don't want her to know I set her ass up. <laughs> it worked. It did. It worked. And Michael Weinstein, back to you. The importance of it, because like I've said before, I've never trusted Fauci since the whole AZT epidemic back in the 80s. And now he is always that smile. Something about his grin rubs me the wrong way. Hmm. I just don't trust it. And I'm telling you, I'm a pretty good judge of character, especially men. Uh, uh, (laughs) Women, too, but they look like men. Uh, That's called a trans man. Anywho, I I have to explain to my listeners. But I just think that Michael has helped so many people with with benefits and with research and with medication because the new medication is like the matrix you take the red pill you die you take the blue pill you live forever mm-hmm. baby definitely. the blue pill is a lifesaver yeah definitely Woo! the final season of power book two ghost is here and no one's future is safe after surviving a hit on her life Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. 
Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Listen up. I've got a quick message for any black entrepreneurs who are planning on opening a store or who want to grow their business. If this describes you, let me share some info about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at HighFiveCasino.com! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino! We want y'all to weigh in, y'all. Who weighing in? Who's weighing in? Hi, Vesper. That's my white chocolate. That's my resident white boy. <laughs> Vesper, you're Vesper, you're in Georgia, and you're a huge advocate for Warnoff and Osoff. So tell us how Please, important that is. Yes, It's so important because the two candidates that they're running up against were caught insider trading, not once, but twice. Mm. So, I mean, that right there should be enough. That I like there really isn't anything else to talk about because their policy is no policy at all. They're basically railing against the other candidates saying that they're going to bring in socialism. Meanwhile, they're profiting off of this pandemic and repeatedly profiting off of this pandemic, not once, but twice and making millions. So we need mm-hmm. to vote for the voice of reason. Like, I, I don't care what the, these two candidates like you could. I'm an independent. So it doesn't matter to me about the party. What matters to me is about the policy. And when people, like uh, Maya Angelou once said, when people show you who they are, believe them. And these two candidates that are running is a pastor, Jewish man who, who studied and was a mentor of John Lewis. So if you just look at the, the past of both of these, all of these candidates, all four of them, the two that are in the incumbents and the two that are running, which is Ossoff and Warnock, you can tell by the lives that they led what kind of people they really are. You know, we need to stop voting for people that say the things that we want them to say. And we need to start looking at their content of their character, because that's what matters more. You know, because it doesn't matter Absolutely. if they agree with you on policy or not. If they're a good person, they're going to do good things. We saw what four years of having mm-hmm. an evil, mean spirited person in a high position of power can do to this country. Well, what's your biggest concern? I'm curious because you're you're there. You know, what are you seeing is your biggest concern in terms of the Senate race that's coming up? Are people going to come out and vote like they did for Joe Biden? Is Georgia, you know, going to go blue again? What do you think? I think that that's honestly what you just hit on is the biggest concern for me, because there's a lot of young people that are not going to go out and vote like they did because they don't want to go out and vote twice. There's also the mail-in ballot situation because there's a lot of people that got mail-in ballots like myself. So that's a that's a plus. You know, there's a lot of pros and cons. Um, There's also uh, what's interesting is Loeffler, who is the one that was appointed, never elected by Kemp. Um, She was appointed by Kemp. Her husband is the CEO of the New York Stock Exchange. She has made millions Mm -hmm. off of the COVID knowledge that she got on on the COVID briefings. 
and she mm-hmm. it, it's a special election so there was no primary it was just all of the a long list of candidates um with her at the top because mm-hmm. she was the incumbent and warnock still got close to 50 percent um the other candidate that that she was the other you know she was the top three um the other candidate was doug collins who was trump's pick he got less mm-hmm. votes than her and now all of his people are talking about, oh, the election is rigged, which there is no evidence of. Um, so they're talking about boycotting. So they might not even vote. And that's the votes that he, oh. you know, yeah. So he might get that 50% if Doug Collins people don't vote. So, um, I mean, I, I, my biggest concern is the amount of people that are voting. We need to get everybody out to vote. Doesn't matter who you vote for, The num- we know now this election has proven that when people come out and vote, yeah. we do have the numbers. We just got to get everyone out to vote. And that's why, too, we, there's also John Ossoff in uh, Purdue. We need to make sure that, you know, Purdue gets out of there as well. So there's those two special elections in Georgia. Senator Purdue got caught insider trading again this past week. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Black folks, I need y'all to get up and go vote. I need y'all to get... Popeyes, give away some free chicken sandwiches. They have to make it to the polls. On voting day, give them some free chicken sandwich. Y'all went crazy over the Popeyes chicken I had one. It wasn't even all that. You know what, though? Did you see the booty to the poll video? The, oh, the I love that. I love That's that. That's what they need to do again. Mm-hmm. Well, get your you booty know, to the poll. Because that was very, by any means, necessary. Yeah. Whatever it takes to get us excited, to get mm-hmm. us in... in Riled up to do it. That's I'll take it. Baby, Galvanize I, the strippers. Baby, put me on pole. <laughs> what, what Magic you, City, where you at? We say by any means necessary. That's the type of attitude. Yep. We, and and yeah. that is and that is my attitude. And I'm telling you, Malcolm X said that, but we did not adopt that philosophy to me. Uh Trump did. Mm-hmm. But we did on this one because we won. Mm-hmm. Because we exactly. took it. Seven, he got, but he still got seventy million votes. A little more than that. I think the number is like million. 73 million Baby, people we got some racist, for him. We got some racist people in this country. But some I tell y'all what, ones. you can come across this racist if you want to because this wig come off. And I don't look like this with this wig off. I love <laughs> you, DJ Vesper. I love thank you, too. you Thank you for all the wonderful information. <laughs> thank you. Have a great day. That's, okay. my, that's my white child. Don't, don't Vesper look like, um, what's the guy's name? Remember he stabbed his mama in the shower? What, what was the movie? The movie. It was a movie. Oh, you talking about Psycho? Psycho. Don't mess with look like the, the man from Norman Psycho. Norman Bates? No. Norman Bates, baby. That's my that's my Psycho. You need to meet T.T. Jane. Okay. That's T.T. Jane. That's hey, my baby ladies. right there. Oh, you Hi. sound so good. 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 Clear. Hey, Lauren, you're doing wonderful being Flames third hand, I'll tell you. And you were already going to oh, get a vote you. for me because you're stinky pinky. Hello, darling. <laughs> Thank you. Job well done. What is a what is what is a she is a soror. She is a soror. Yeah. Hey Sora, I am. I am a member of Alpha Cap Alpha Sorority Incorporated. I am a proud member. Yes. So hey, Sora. hello and job well done professionally <laughs> and a personal choice of being one of my sorors. TT Jam, before you start talking, can I say what I thought a stinky Ooh. pinky was? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh-oh. Tell me. Uh oh. I'm not. I'm that, not that, gonna that do might, it. I just, that might need to be a one-on-one, um, a private conversation. A private conversation. <laughs> but I'm happy to meet. Uh, and this is not being demeaning in any way. A lot of my younger sorors, um, and sometimes they don't know how to approach me because of the situation we're meeting in, and I'm introduced to speak to them. And I, I, I say you've not really crossed until I hug you. And I get to call you a stinky pinky. Mm. So that's just, that's a term of endearment. Nothing to diminish mm. any of your well, thank accolades. You. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I just, I want, I just want to be a stinky pinky. I don't know if I want to be a sorrow, but damn, I want to have a stinky pinky. <laughs> <laughs> honorary member. <laughs> Can she be an honorary one? She could. She could. She could. Many, many desire, but only a few are chosen. And, and, and me and you will vote her in. So that's okay. Yes. So Jan, let me let me ask you a question because we were talking about the communications of his whole cabinet is now all female. How do you feel I about that, Jan? Him. Um, you couldn't go yeah. wrong with Simone at all. She came from the Bernie camp, and uh, now she's going to be a senior advisor as well as one of the communications persons for um, our soror. Uh, Kamala Harris. And so, you know what? All efforts taken 
are grand. We just have to heal. And I think that's what he's doing. Even him yeah. offering um, McCain's wife to be an ambassador to the UK. I, you know what? I, I'm just in a, a good place, a good headspace with all of this. Parties have never been a dividing factor for me at all uh, in my circles of friends that I move in. But we just need to get to a place of healing, and he's doing that. So I think the people who have mind fog or who have just the, the, the whole platform of hate to fight on, for them, they're going to be on an island by themselves. So I, I am in a good space. I'm happy about this. Um, and just recently, there have been so many indigenous people who are making their history known on social media. So I'm happy about that. I like to see some appointments coming because we're going to have to understand how to bridge all our, all our communities together. You know, yeah. it's only one earth. You know, thank God we aren't all alike. And I embrace people for their difference. I'm not afraid to embrace any of my divine nine or my non-Greek friends. Religion has never stopped me. Party association or affiliation has never stopped me. And that's what we need to see a reflection of, of that at a higher level. Because good management starts at the top and it trinkles down well we didn't mm. have that for four years we damn sure didn't no, have no good management didn't. not at all and i'm glad we all not the same could you imagine two of me good god more so what would we have to talk about if we were all the same right how boring there would, would be that no be? room to learn that's for sure and what is yeah. my what is my famous line teacher jan can't know what can't no bitch do what i do can't not <laughs> no bitch do what i do so understand that you need to know that for everyone right. that's how you should feel oh, about I yourself yeah. You ain't got to use the bitch word. I'm talking to right. the men too. Baby, can't nobody do what you do? You are a unique yes. individual. It's yes. only you. And if I see another bitch that look like me or act like me, I'm punching her ass <laughs> on sight. Where that bitch at? Where she at? I'm punching the shit out of her. <laughs> Jen, I love that the um this administration, he Biden has chosen so many women. This twenty twenty might have been the year of the COVID, but it has been the year of the woman. Yeah. Mostly the black and brown women. But you know, they say flame behind brush fires or when land is burnt down to nothing, the new land that comes behind it is greener, more prosperous. So he took us down a black hole. Uh, I didn't scream defeat like you and many of others, and we're coming into a new day. Now, we've seen how ugly this is, and everybody, our Generation Xs, I think, or Zs, and our Millenniums, it, it, I think Millenniums do understand you have to build an infrastructure. That's what mm -hmm. Stacy did. She got busy. So not voting on a local level will not do anything. That's where your power, you see it. That's where you feel it immediately. Yeah. So that that has also been something that black and brown people now know. But now that you know better, you got to do better. We have to keep pushing what we want. I mean, I'm loving seeing the embrace. I'm loving learning that Indians don't want to be called Indians because when the rapist came over, India. he thought he was mm -hmm. in India. Folks need to know that. They are indigenous the rap people. The rapist, the rapist so, would you be know, Christopher Columbus. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, I'm enjoying the exchange of information because when you know better you do better and when you know better even though you don't act on it it still haunts you until you get your butt in gear and do better let me give you a prime example of knowing better and doing better when i first went to look at that house i went by myself when i went back i took the two white folks i got the house <laughs> i knew better i did better i got the house goddamn <laughs> but but she, she called you. She had, she had looked yours. at They Ready, though. So, she told me. She said, oh, I watched your stand-up. Let me mm, tell you something. Thank you, Tiffany Haddish. Because, baby, has she not? Because I didn't go dressed up. You know, I went with my, my love lounge look right. with my hat sure. on and my glasses. So she was like, who is this old queen right. here? Uh, hmm. 
She's still right. like, well, she sold me now. So I think, and she's a lesbian. So I think that, you know, mm, she I might, might take a liking to you. What? I that, might get a couple of months of rent free. <laughs> that's all the better. <laughs> that's all the better. But the house was yours because you asked for it, you stood in faith, and you received it. It's something about mm-hmm. the power of faith. And so she didn't have. She didn't have a choice. Well, but you know me and JC, TTJ, she you know me and JC got our thing. You know me and that nigga cool as a fan. I, I'm mm-hmm. his nigga. I am God's nigga oh, yeah. and he is man. Oh, yeah. and anybody, I got a lady in, inbox me yes. say, oh, that was so offensive. Honey, you praise your God the way you Wait, want you to. Want I'm going to praise right. man I want to because <laughs> right. me and him had a talk right. this morning on the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and however, I, however you send up yours, that's between you and your God. I'm not letting nobody truth. talk me out of nothing. I know. So, we love you, T.T. Jan. You Thank you for joining more. us. Nice to meet you. T.T. Jan, just... All right. Yes, yeah, Ski-Wee. Ski-Wee. <laughs> Look, I'm honorary. Look, so T.T. Jan <laughs> just said that she was her son's horse. So the big uproar this weekend was that Kevin Hart's um, Zero Fucks Given special came out on Netflix. I watched Netflix. it. I watched it. And he said that his daughter was having whole tendencies or something. He didn't yeah. call his daughter a fucking whore. He said that she was having whore tendencies. And people have been in an uproar about that. I, I didn't take that like that. I, I know that either. Kevin is a comedian. You know the horrible shit I've said about my daughters and my son, you yeah. know, on stage as a joke. It's truth up under it, but they're my children. So I'm, I'm allowed to say that because yeah. we live together. Y'all need to really corral your feelings because Kevin, yeah. Kevin It's a is, double standard, though. It is. Because it is. He, he did call his son a hoe, if we're going to talk about it. He did. He called his son a hoe and didn't call his daughter that, but that's what everybody's focusing on. At least that's what I took from it. So I, I mean, wish I wish I could call my son a hoe. My son ain't my son is a good boy. He ain't done uh, no, he okay. he a good boy. That's he okay. He ain't nothing like his daddy. Uh, <laughs> or mama, you know, depending on what time of the day it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm an equal opportunity girl. <laughs> who are we talking to, uh, uh, Lauren Hogan? Who are we talking to? Hey. Well, hello. Hi, Hannah. Hi. How are you? Your favorite essential Hi, worker? Hannah. So let me explain. Hannah. So Hannah is down there. She was on the front line. She's an essential worker. And oh, when you. they were out, stories that we didn't hear on the news, that she was there when they were passing out waters at the polls. She mm. was there when they were giving people chairs and assisting. The stories that don't make the news. Yeah. Hannah informed us about that. So tell us, Hannah, about that. What, what are we going to do for this next go-round? What are we giving away? Um, You know, my thing is this right here. Everybody that has relatives who have moved from blue states to Georgia, we need to get them to vote. In the past two weeks, I have come in contact with so many people that are living good because they have transferred or transferred to Georgia or Atlanta and they're not voting. We need Mm. you. We need for the people who are not from here. We need for you guys to vote. It's very sad. And it's a lot of men that I've come in contact that are not taking advantage. They just don't want to do it? Um, Because of the the conspiracy theories that they have and Mm. a lot of people, I just feel it's a lot of hurt. But they have to understand, if you come from a blue state, it was two individuals that was from New Jersey. And they, it's a blue state. Come on. We need your help. Turn us blue. You know, mm-hmm. we need your help. Turn us blue. It's, I mean, it's very hard. But um, when it comes down to the voting um, in, in Atlanta or in Georgia, I, I'm a native of the city of Atlanta. Uh, and I'm a generational Georgian. I'll say it like that. And mm-hmm. um, when I went to vote um, or my years as a registered voter, um, they've always in the city have galvanized and made sure people had rides to the poll, um, yeah. that certain uh, individuals within the school system that knew that certain uh, uh, students will turn 18 by the time the primaries or the major votes, come, major uh um, elections came up yeah yes they would make sure that we was registered i was registered at 17 at the school mm-hmm. cafeteria so right. and at the same alma mater as uh keisha lance bottoms and also killer mike so mm-hmm. um that's what we have been doing the only thing is most people don't get our story out the only thing that people want to know about atlanta is the silly thing about somebody throwing a party this weekend and all these people are coming to atlanta i need for everybody your relatives who are not voting, please, if they're in Georgia and if you like to come down and have a good time, make sure they're registered to vote and make sure they go and take advantage of voting. It's very important. Absolutely. 
I'm coming. I'm coming to vote. I'm coming to vote in about five names. I got about six or seven ideas. Flame, you can't do that. And you can't yes. tell people you're doing that. Uh, that <laughs> yeah. was a joke, but they cheated. I'm just saying. Uh, what is the day for them to vote? Is it December the 5th, right? Okay, the early voting starts December the 14th. The 14th. And then mm-hmm. there's several early, there's a, actually a runoff going on right now. Um, we still need someone uh, to fill the seat. Oh, the last part of John Lewis term right now. Most people are not talking about that. They're just talking about uh, uh, Nakima Williams when she ran for that's for the seat for hmm. 21 for the term 21 and beyond. But right now we're still um, deciding who will uh, finish John Lewis term for hmm. the year 2020. So that's the big major concern right now is getting people out. Um but what are the dates for the, the Senate runoff, too, though? You said December 14th, and then the actual election day is January 5th, correct? Correct. The ballots are going out. I just received a text. Um, if you're in a database, trust me, we have been inundated with so much information. So much I've information. I've gotten texts. I've gotten texts. I don't even live in Georgia. So the, wow. it, it's been about 700,000 ballots that have gone out so far for the uh, for the uh, runoff election for Warnoff and uh, Ossoff. So... Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm one of those that like to actually go to the polls. So once the 14th roll around, I would most definitely be there with bells on. I like to go to the polls, too. I yes. did, too. Yeah, I, I like to go to I the polls. It, makes, the it gives election. you a sense of accomplishment. I yeah, felt whole. Special. I felt complete. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I knew that my ballot was in. Now, what, yes. what they did after I dropped it off, but I felt like I did my part. Well, even with the mail and everything that was happening, I was like, let me just get my butt up yeah. and go to the poll really quickly. I did a, a pre-ballot, so I made all my selections, and I went and took my ballot to the poll to make sure it was counted in time. Yeah. You touched on a point that's going to—I'm going to ruffle some feathers here. Let me just say what I got to say. As a black—because, you know, I'm an equal opportunity bitch over here. I'm a okay. male and a female. This is he, she, we. He okay. cashed a check. She make the money. We spend it. One person right here. Me, you said black men are one vote. Let me tell you how intimidated and how shallow black men's egos are. And I'm saying this mm-hmm. from a black man's perspective because I'm still a black man up under this pretty wig and these titties. Mm-hmm. Um, what, especially with all these females being appointed to all these different positions by Biden, men will feel very slighted. Yes. And not just black men, but men, period, yeah. will feel very slighted because they have always believed that these are the positions that only men can have and dominate. Right. All these women are getting all these opportunities of position, and don't let them do a great job because they're going to do great jobs. Right. It's going to really cause a, divide, a division. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that because I know how men think. Because yes. I think like a man. Before I took before I got in drag, I was a man. As soon as the show is over, I'm going back to him. She's just here for right now. <laughs> and it, it's interesting you say that too because we all know that it's really black women that get people elected if we're going to talk about it. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's unfortunate that you say that all these men are going to be upset. Mm-hmm. But it's us black women that have been getting them elected. Yes. So why can't we have our opportunity too is the real yes. question. So it's interesting you say that, Flame. It, it, well, I'm, I'm telling you, as a, as a black man and, you yeah. know, live my life as mm-hmm. a woman, work as a woman, what have you, I know that feeling and I know yeah. how men will feel intimidated. They will feel like women... You know, they still have that same old adage from the 70s or be, even before then. Women only have two places in the home. Hmm. And they don't want them to work. They, the anymore. kitchen and the beer. That, that's been Not gone anymore. since good times. Mm-hmm. James left that. Florida said, I, baby, I got a job. Shit. <laughs> Hannah, thank you for joining us, my beautiful. Yes, thank you. You're very informative. Y'all make sure y'all follow Hannah's Cast Me Out. Thank you, Hannah. Bye, <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm going to get my ass handed to me about that comment, though, but that's the truth, Lauren. And you but work, it's, it's, you work with men, and, yeah. and what's messed up about what I just said? It's not even <laughs> just heterosexual men; hmm. it's gay men even that are Don't intimidated in by the presence of a woman, and it has nothing to do with whether they're straight or black or gay or what have. They are just in, intimidated when there is a powerful woman in a position that they think that they should have. I will say this: I 100% agree with you. Oh. <laughs> That's all that I'm was say. coming from a real woman, y'all. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, my God. This has been an interesting conversation, <laughs> Lauren Hogan. You know, one thing that I think that we kind of we should bring home is we didn't really touch on was the importance overall of HBCUs. 
Yes. I think that's a great topic to bring this conversation and home. And they, they used to get a bad rap because it was a black college and woo, woo, woo. But yeah. then didn't Trump run some kind of scam and say that he donated so much certain money to HBCUs mm-hmm. a few years ago? He ain't did shit. He, uh-huh. That was a script like everything else was. Exactly. But HBCUs have proven themselves in the long term because look at all the powerful people, people. that are coming out of HBCUs. And not just women, men as well. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it is... It's a phenomenon. Everybody's going to want to go to HBCU. Oh, they do now. And I mean, that's starting all of this, you know, extra stuff that's happening. But I can just say, and I'm I'm very biased and I have no shame about it. As a graduate of Spelman, there is just no place like Spelman. I have said I encourage everybody, if you can, if it's a Spelman, if it's a Fisk, you know, Florida A&M, Tuskegee, if you can go to an HBCU, I encourage you to go to an HBCU. Because from my experience, being in school in California and learning about history and who really shaped our history mm-hmm. and then going to Spelman and having to take a class like African Diaspora of the World, which is a requirement, and learning about your history and where slaves came from and how they navigated and just the the influential figures in civil rights, it's it's a totally different understanding of who really shaped this country so if you can go to an hbcu and you can have that experience there's nothing like black excellence black culture and black education i'm i'm an avid i'm an advocate i encourage you to go to an hbcu and and like it and she's my manager so guess right i did something right she was smart (laughs) baby she would have been a dumb girl i would be like girl i can't fuck with you like that (laughs) let me tell you something about them hbcus what 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 you just said about the black history because we live in Belmont Shores in Long Beach Mm -hmm. and there is no black history being taught to my children. Mm. They learn it from me. They might not learn it the textbook way but they learn it from me and I think that is part of the problem why they want these kids to get back in school because it's such a colonized education system Mm -hmm. that they want you to teach what they want to learn want you to learn what they want to teach not everything mm-hmm. a lot of these kids black and brown are learning so much more about their history at home with their yes. parents because we spending all day with each other so they see how we talk they see how we think they see how we watch the news and talk back to the tv because i talk back yeah. to the tv when it's something ridiculous i'm like oh my god that's not who we are as a people mm-hmm. so i think that is very important to know because they don't teach black history in the schools that we go to yeah no ab- absolutely not you know it wasn't i took a trip with my parents to atlanta once and i actually ran into andrew young in a restaurant and I didn't know who he was when I was younger and my really? parents were like oh my god we failed you oh. and that's when it was like okay we need to really reinforce what this black history was yeah and so by the time I got to Spelman I was so elated to learn all of these different things because you, you get it at home but to get that firsthand education it's, it's just something different. Well, Lauren, you knew about black history a lot anyway because you studied up under De- Debbie Allen for years. Debbie I Allen did. was like your godmother. I did. She is. She's she's a huge mentor of mine, and, and I owe a lot to her, too. She's super-duper black. Oh, we had to take tests. Let's talk about it. If you wanted to dance in a production like musical theater, we had to take tests about those black dancers that were, helped shape Broadway. Uh, Debbie, I would have never danced. First of all, I can't kick, and I was not going to take study for no <laughs> test. I ain't think about you, Miss Debbie, you, Leroy, nobody, none of them. But no, she doesn't I, play. No, at all. I, she I, at does all. not play. I met her once, but I wasn't in drag, so she wouldn't recognize mm-hmm. me. She probably thought I was the old man living up the street. She has a new documentary out on Netflix called Dance Streams, and it kind of gives you an insight to Hot Chocolate Nutcracker and all that she did. I did the show the first three years and you know it's been going on for 10 years but get an insight to her go watch it on Netflix you'll see and if you <laughs> don't know about all the HBCUs they have grants they yes. have uh, uh, don't don't get caught up in if the in the student loans if you don't have to Fin- yeah, even though Joe Biden is really trying to make change with the student loans he really is trying to make change with loans but don't get caught up in that if you don't have baby they got all kind of loans they got one for the first redhead in the family for mm-hmm. the old they got loans that y'all don't know nothing about that because y'all haven't researched to find out because if I ever went to College, mm-hmm. I was gonna play as a redhead. I got a red wig at the house. I was gonna yeah. play as a redhead. That's a real. It's a real. It's not a loan. It is no. an actual grant. They're giving you money. They have money there to give away, but it's not gonna jump out at you. You have to search, find, do some research, yeah. talk to other people. Mm-hmm. Talking to other people will get you so informed to know things that you just won't know because you people don't know everything. And I ask questions all the time. There is no dumb question. Now, there's mm-hmm. a dumb way to ask a question. <laughs> But there is no dumb question. And if you ask me a question dumb, like I tell you all the time, if you come at me sideways, I'm going to straighten your ass up. (laughs) 
because that's who I am, Mrs. Plain Monroe. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you guys so much for joining us here today. Oh, I know what I wanted to talk about when we were talking about HBCUs because Tribble, who's our producer here, was telling me about there was a trans man at Spelman, right? Morehouse. No, Morehouse. Yeah. So I didn't even know that, that they have a trans. Yeah. So the trans community. There's a trans woman at uh, Spelman, too. There's a trans woman at Spelman. Yeah. Now we have a trans man at Morehouse. I'm thinking about going to Morehouse. Am I too old to be a student? You know, I like a trans man. <laughs> Woo, wait till we get in that locker room and change. Ladies <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me here at Laugh and Learn with Flame Monroe and Nick Smith. Nick Smith will be rejoining us here in the studio next Sunday. I just want you guys to give my manager, my friend, my baby, because she's 25. She could be my baby for real. (laughs) Uh, Just a wonderful love and flowers and roses and hearts. Because Lauren Hogan, you have really outdone yourself. Thank you for letting me be Can y'all believe that she was nervous? Thank you for letting me. I've never done this before. You know, you asked me. I said, yes, I'm always open. But thank you for allowing Ooh. me to be here. Now, you, you hear how many jokes is in there. I've never done this before. I'm open. Stop. Baby, somebody <laughs> just told me that two days ago. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is Laugh and Learn with Flame Monroe. I will see you all. You can follow me on at Monroe Flame on Instagram, at Flame underscore Monroe on uh, Twitter. Uh, YouTube, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, Minds, as well as Nick Smith News, so you can see the podcast when it comes out on Thursday, the visual. And on Facebook, I'm Marcus Flame Monroe Parker. And Lauren Hogan is... I am Lauren Armani H. on Instagram. You can follow me there and see all the updates I do with Flame. And if you have any questions about AHF or yes. the uh, AIDS, because tomorrow is World AIDS Day, Lauren yes. works for AHF for years. She is so informed. Yes. So informed. DM her to find out any information yes. that you didn't get here now. Even if or, you want to know about testing. And you know what you could do? You can go to AIDS Healthcare on Instagram, and it's also AIDS Healthcare on Twitter. And you can send DMs to our amazing uh, social media manager. She will provide you millions of resources that you can use. Or you can DM me, and I can direct you guys to her. And y'all make sure y'all tell Michael Weinstein that I sent y'all so my checks could be bigger. I love you, Michael. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us here at Laugh and Learn today. Thank you, Tribble. Thank you, Kendall. We have had a great show. Amazing. Yes. See thank you guys you. next week. Thank you. Peace. <laughs> Laugh and Learn is a production of the Black Effect Network and iHeartRadio. Our executive producer is Tiffany Haddish. The show is produced by Tribble. Our theme music is by Chrissy Payne. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, now streaming only on Hulu. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.